Indeed, there are more questions than answers, like are headphones getting bigger or are idiots getting smaller? Hi America, hello world. <laughs> I don't know. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Have you noticed the evolution of headphones? There was a time when everyone wanted the smallest headphones possible. Mm -hmm. You had your little Walkman, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had your Brian Adams cassette tape. And you had the smallest headphones possible. And everyone's walking around with a couple of pie dishes on their ears. Like us? Yes, exactly like <laughs> us at the moment. <laughs> Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and Vessen Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather can only sleep on stacks of old magazines. She's got back issues. Welcome oh, to the show, Heather. Wow. No. Hello. I also <laughs> wish to introduce the man in crazy, <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realized this week that she lacks self-awareness. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you very much. 98 is a sentient number that loves listening to his Walkman 
and reading old magazines in doctors' offices. This is Series 2, Episode 98. Just a couple away from the century here on Series 2. We need to have a party. We'll do something special for that. We'll have a think about that. I think it's worth doing. (laughs) I like to party. There we are. Code 1098 in police code means assignment completed. So all the donuts have been devoured. Heather was drunk when she got her driver's license picture taken. That way, if she gets pulled over, she doesn't have to worry. Uh, we love facts and trivia on this show. Sure. Yes. yes. In India, mm-hmm. police actually are being paid to grow moustaches because it commands more respect, apparently. Where do you grow them at? In a field? or? Yeah, you have a grow bag. You have to water it. <laughs> Even the lady ones? <laughs> have you seen Indian women? <laughs> Oh, we've lost listeners. We have. I lived in Goa for a while on the uh, west coast there of India. Mm-hmm. But apparently, if you grow a moustache in the police force in India, you get given more money. Oh. So, in the tradition of more questions and answers, we have the moustache trivia quiz. A moustache quiz question. To yeah. be won or taken away. Oh, good. In oh. 2008, how long in feet was the world's longest known moustache, Miss Morris? Fifteen. Fifteen feet. Yes. Michelle, what are we going to go with here? Thirteen. It was 12.5. Michelle wins what? the points. Just <laughs> six. You went off of my 15. <laughs> you were cheating. Six inches short, but she still wins. Who knew? <laughs> How many times on average does a man touch his moustache during the course of a day? 35. 35. 27. Heather's won the points. Yay. It is 760. <laughs> oh, God. Right. It is. Apparently. Uh, what? The rest of the day spent touching his bits and pieces, apparently. But that is true. 760 times a day a man touches his moustache. Oh, good. Bert Reynolds. <laughs> Burt Reynolds' moustache yes. has its own Facebook site. How many people are following on Facebook Burt Reynolds' moustache? 17,532. Could you be more specific? No. <laughs> Michelle. One million. One million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heather's closest is 4,000. <laughs> oh. That'd be a lot. We have 1,500 more followers or more questions and answers than, than his mustache. Than Burt Reynolds' mustache. That's always good. That always makes good. me very happy indeed. If you dial the international dialing code of 98, you will be talking to someone in Iran. Huh. I know, right? Iranian women are the smartest on earth, of course, because none of them are blonde. We now have hey. the Iranian. More questions and answers. Fascinating facts quiz. More points to be won. What are you not allowed to tap in Iran, Miss Morris? <laughs> <laughs> no, that has to be answered at the end of the show. show. Yes. Choose your second best answer. What are you not allowed to tap in Iran? A keg. You're not allowed to tap a keg. Good answer. It is um, a good answer. Your feet. Your feet. You've won the points. <laughs> Michelle, I'm going to give you two points for that because I'm feeling philanthropic. Thank you. Or any form of dancing in actual fact. Dancing, mm. tapping of the feet, completely banned. The kids from fame got 90 lashes each during their 1981 stage show in Tehran. So not the end of the world there. No. Wow. What are you not allowed to do to wild animals? 
Again, end of show. <laughs> yeah. Choose your second best answer. <laughs> uh, pet them. You're not allowed to pet wild animals. That's right. Could be dangerous. It could be. Swamp people. Look at that nice alligator. <laughs> oh, no. How am I going to operate my digital watch now? Shocking to do. Michelle, you are not allowed to wild animals. Eat them. You're not allowed to eat. They'd be wild. They'd be livid is what they'd be. You're not allowed to practice the physical arts, overt signs of affection, anything along those lines. See? I See? was right. Yeah. But you cry. That's illegal everywhere, isn't it? Ah. I hope so. But it's okay with domesticated animals. <gasps> no. There we no, go. No, well, you no. just don't know where the wild animals have been, have you? What kind of magazines are banned in Iran? Gun magazines. Gun magazines. Guns and ammo. You can't get it. Can't find it anywhere. Black market for that kind of thing. Pornographic. You're going with the pornographic. It is fashion magazines. No Vogue. Oh. No Cosmopolitan. I was thinking about that. But That's if Heather has finished sleeping on them. Oh. Did you know Russia has agreed to help Iran build a nuclear reactor this week? Because oh. when you think well-built nuclear reactors, you I think, think of Russia. Russia. Of course Yay, you do. I think about Chernobyl. 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit is the body's normal temperature. Chuck Norris's body temperature is 98.6 degrees Celsius. <laughs> wow. Chuck I think I think I'm going to call you Chuck Morris. <laughs> it's, yeah. it suits you in many ways, doesn't it? Chuck Morris. Did you know Chuck Norris is currently suing NBC, claiming that Law and Order are trademark names for his left and right legs? <laughs> I love this show. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Harold, I will give you points. Harold is Chuck Norris. Closest one wins. Harold, do you think Chuck Norris is? Chuck Morris. Come on, Chuck Morris. Um, He is 78. You're going to go with 78. 73. Miss Morris has won. He is, in fact, 76. Wow. But when Chuck Norris turned 18, it was his parents who moved out. I shall give you points, Miss Morris. <laughs> You're on a resplendent four. Michelle has currently scored three. I am yet to score. Now, every week, I love to read out the mailbag. Oh, boy. I love to read out your I letters. I love the mailbag. Your messages. Vaughn in Birmingham, Alabama has written, Just wanted to thank you for turning my six-year-old granddaughter against me. Now, whenever I correct her for bad behaviour... She rings the playbell on her toy register <laughs> and says, minus two points for you, poor poor. That's adorable. So unlike other fans that beg for points, can you find it in your heart to give me minus two to start the show? Kylie would greatly appreciate it. That's, that's, that's so awesome. sweet. You're telling, oh. you're telling your granddaughter off. She runs to her play register, her play till, rings the bell and says minus two points for Pawpaw. I love it. That's great, isn't it? He says, keep up the great work. Truly love the show. So minus Aww. two points for Vaughn. Yay, Vaughn. And a big hello to Kylie from all at mm. MQTA. Hello. Hi, Kylie. You have to do what Pawpaw says because the strange Englishman told you to. <laughs> there we go. Johnny New York simply posted, thanks, Adrian. Great show. Now, remember Bob in the Bahamas? Bob in the Bahamas. 
Okay. I love Bob. He has written, I am the greatest fan of your show. I want to tell you that I love you all, and I will enjoy my Dewar's whiskey and apple juice while I listen and choke because of your hilarious <laughs> antics. I love you all. Never leave your fans. I want to be withered and dried up and still want to enjoy my favourite paranormal crew. Aww. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. <laughs> Talking of withered and dried up, how did your date go on Saturday, Michelle? <laughs> wow. <laughs> One of us needed a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going, going down the old people's home again, surely. <laughs> We I have. can't. I'm barred. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are banned from countries. You're banned from old people's homes. Facebook. You can join us on our Facebook site where you can write to us. All of the stories from the week are there. All of the news. All of the paranormal, the fun, the bizarre, the strange is all there for you. We have five and a half thousand followers on there. 1,500 more than Burt Reynolds' moustache. You can find our shows on SoundCloud. They're all archived over the last three and a half years. If you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, you can listen to us in the car, in the gym, doing the housework, walking the dog. In actual fact, I might ask our listeners to write in and tell me where they listen to the show in our archives. I don't want to know Oh, that. golly. Apparently, well, let's, you know, <laughs> censor, censor that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> There's six-year-old granddaughters listening to this. Yes. So we've got to be careful here. But if you wish to listen to those, we have an extra 25 minutes on each of those episodes that we can't read out on air. The final round of the night is called Not For Your Mother. It's on Dark Matter Digital Network. And we talk about all the stories from around the world that we can't read out due to their content. But they're on there for you an extra 25 minutes. We're on iTunes, TuneIn and Stitcher. And if you listen to our shows on there and you enjoy what we do, why not give us a nice smiley face, a love heart or review those shows for us? We'd be very grateful. We have a Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. We have 91 thousand followers on there and if you wish to listen to us first and you're currently listening to us in the archive why don't you join us 8 p.m central time on dark matter digital network.com if you love the show you can also write to them expressing your love and gratitude we're listened to by a hundred thousand people a week in a hundred and ninety countries my book mysterious midwest Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Death is currently available on Amazon and in all good bookshops. And it has a foreword by David Ellefson of Megadeth. And I will give him a shout out because he's just opened a coffee shop in Jackson, in Jackson County. If you go on Facebook and search for Ellefson Coffee Company, I'm sure they'd appreciate you following them and giving them a like. He has all memorabilia, amazing rock paraphernalia all around the walls of that particular establishment this is a big moment on monday you're welcome to watch on monday at 9 45 a.m a quarter to 10 i am on fox 9 i am being interviewed live on air promoting my book mysterious midwest if you wish to see me in the flesh and not just hear my voice you need to tune into fox 9 on monday morning do you remember we did predictions last week Yes. Yep. That's going really well for me. How's it going for you? Well, if you recall, I said that I wanted to do something. I wanted to predict an event 
that was happening in the next few weeks that we could judge how good a psychic I was. Do you mm-hmm. recall? Mm-hmm. I do. And I thought to myself, Green Bay, Gr- Great Britain, GB, sounds like the way to go. And I changed my mind halfway through and said, nope, I'm going to go with New England because it has the word England in it. Right. And I talked myself out of it and said, no, you should always go with the one you picked first. Yes. yes. That's not going so well, no. is it? About as well as when you predict babies. I have got a terrible hit rate for predicting the sex of babies. Yes. If I'm <laughs> if I'm sat there and a woman comes up to me, I can tell if she's pregnant or not psychically. <laughs> Funny enough, so can I. <laughs> I told you to jump up and down afterwards. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but I've got you could put a monkey. Monkey. In, you could put a monkey in front of a piece of paper with a, a Y and an N on it, and it would have a better hit rate than me. Yes. If I got the next four in a row right, I'd be at 50%. That's true. That's true. So not a good hit rate there. No. But I know when she's pregnant. Amazing. There's a nice glow about them. Amazing. <laughs> Finally, I want to send out a healing and prayer request to a lovely lady called Shannon in Washington, who was just diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. So MQTA and its listeners wish you a speedy and full recovery. We have a show. We run into the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. A UFO expert claims to have photographed the ghost of Robin Hood. John Mooner took the spooky snap on a visit to an ancient Devon village. That would be Devon, 300 miles away from Sherwood Forest, Nottinghamshire. What? I can see little John looking at his map and saying, I told you, (laughs) we should have gone right at Reading. Wow. He insists strange trails of smoke show the outlaw wearing a cape and a hat while brandishing a sword. That's Zorro of Devon, apparently. The <sighs> pick taken in front of an arch in Cockington. What? <laughs> Been to huh? Cockington lately, Michelle? No comment. <laughs> has left John stunned. He's positively stunned. He said I was not smoking and there was not any smoke really when the photograph was taken. Uh-huh. Come on, Michelle, it's in there somewhere. Someone wants a drink. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You can feel it building yeah. up. It is a really peculiar manifestation. If you look closely at the photograph, you can clearly see a ghost of someone in a hat with a cape wielding uh. a sword <laughs> with a hand guard. The ghost appears to be manifesting from the top of the wall, right-hand side to the arch. It's incredible. John of Newton Abbott, Devon, is the chief photographer for website World UFO Photos. Uh Robin Hood and his band of merry men famously robbed from the rich to give to the poor. That makes a change from robbing to the poor to give to the rich, right? Yeah. Yeah. The legend of his exploits in and around Sherwood Forest first became popular in medieval times and remains so until this day it looks like breath i've mentioned before on this show that if you breathe out whilst you're taking a photograph all the moisture and water droplets in your breath will be reflected back to the camera with the flash and it looks like wisps of smoke and ghostly features you're bunking your own story (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit early in the day for that i think people are welcome to have a swig if you're taking a shot for the bunk snort bell game, <laughs> then be my guest and take a swig of that. In Minnesota, for six months of the year, if you breathe out, you can see your breath. Mm-hmm. Well, that breath is still there. 
in warm circumstances, one of the first rules of being a paranormal investigator, never breathe out. Don't breathe. Taking a photograph. <laughs> well, you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers, with Adrian Lee, and you can decide if the image is real scarlet or just a load of fryer tuck. Oh. Heather, <laughs> what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? The haunted Grand Midway Hotel in Winburg, Pennsylvania, set the first ever Guinness World Record for the world's largest... Ouija board. The world's largest Ouija board. The world's largest. The Grand Midway Hotel in Winbur, Pennsylvania, has a long history of ghostly occurrences emanating from its sordid past, including ghost miners, prostitutes, and even the spirit of a little girl who may be buried in the basement. Who may be. Maybe. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Where's little Jennifer? We've not seen her for years. (laughs) I thought she was playing in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) So when owner Blair Murphy was looking for something to fill the giant blank canvas on the roof, a Ouija board just seemed natural. Yep. Murphy contacted Guinness World Records for the dimensions of the largest Ouija board and discovered a category for talking boards didn't even exist. They let him know what to do and he got to work along with his girlfriend Camille Zamboni and friends. (laughs) The board completed in October of Isn't this last Zamboni year. Isn't that Zamboni something that ice yeah. drinks yes, you? Yes, yeah. Okay, I'm just... Makes them smooth. I'm no expert in this area because yeah. I come from a warm climate. <laughs> 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 Who ever thought that you'd say Britain was a warm climate? But I've been in Minnesota for far too long now. You have. The board was actually completed in October of this last year and it measures 44 feet by 29 feet with a 10-foot planchette on wheels. It was officially named the world largest Ouija board by Guinness on October 28th. They should have used a shopping cart. That would have been great for a planchette. Well, you know what? We've got the dimensions of the world's largest. Yeah. Let's go and use the school playground. I think we have a project for next year. I like it a lot. We just need to beat it by a foot, really, don't we? We do. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be 45 foot is what it needs. And the planchette's got to be how many feet? Uh, over 10. So it's got to be 11 then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could arrange that. Would you stay in a hotel where there was a Ouija board painted on the roof? Yes. Okay, fair play. That gives us a flavour of what we're dealing with here. Glamour model Katie Price has revealed how she's been played by ghosts for 20 years, including spooky dead pensioners and poltergeists that would leave her kids screaming in the middle of the night. The 38-year-old star claims to have lived in a series of haunted homes and says she's so freaked out by one of the former houses she was forced to call in a medium. Katie later learned that the house was built on the site of an old nursing home and the swimming pool, the epicentre of the most spookiest of activity, just like the film Poltergeist really, Mm -hmm. had formerly been the holding area for the bodies of the elderly residents who had died. Throw them in the swimming pool. We'll collect them on Wednesday. Not coming round here twice a week. We've got work to do. Dead man's float. Dead man's float. I had one of them this morning. It's my Atkins diet. Dead man's float. Mm. You should get into Dairy Queen and order one of those. Great. It's true, though. Many hotels and many buildings around the Midwest, it was so cold in the pioneer days in the winter that if you died... 
they couldn't bury you because the ground was frozen rock hard. So they had to build a little fire, rake the coals over the ground. It was defrosted. They could put you in. If there was suddenly an epidemic like the Spanish flu or diphtheria, they'd have a whole town full of bodies that week and they couldn't bury them all. So they stored them in the basements of large buildings, the only buildings to have basements, and normally that was the hotel in town. So the Palmer House in Salt Centre, I think, is haunted because it was a part-time mortuary hmm. back in the day. The Chase on the Lake Resort in Walker, I think, is haunted because they had soldiers in a makeshift morgue from the Battle of Sugar Point. I think there's a lot of haunting activity is created by makeshift morgues in some of these buildings. During her appearance on the panel of Loose Women last Friday, she said, I had a house that had memories. It was amazing, but I couldn't understand why it's been up for sale for two years and no one had bought it. So I bought it and I had so many ghostly experiences there that I ended up having mediums come around and they told me what had happened. I ended up finding out it had been built on a nursing home which had been knocked down. The orangery where the swimming pool was, I found out, was where they put the bodies and stuff. What stuff? Stuff. Juices. Where they (laughs) put the bodies and juices. So many things happened there with water and other stuff. 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 Water as well. Big connection Mm -hmm. between water and paranormal activity. Every building we investigate has either got a well, a stream underneath it, it's next to a river. Mm -hmm. Everything I can think of, every building that's haunted has water activity. The Busty Beauty believes almost every one of the homes she has lived at since moving out of her parents' house at the age of 18, just like Chuck Norris, have been haunted. The Busty Glamour model thinks that they are attracted to her aura. She said, (laughs) most of my houses are haunted. When I've had mediums come round, they say it's me. I have an aura around me. That's gravity. You're getting your energies muddled up there. If you wish to see Katie Price and her orbs, you can go to more (laughs) questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? CCTV footage shows what appears to be a ghost opening a candle lantern door in a hotel bar just yards away from where they were sitting. Selena Wright and her pals, who are avid ghost hunters, were terrified at the encounter at the Antrobus Hotel in Amesbury, Wiltshire. The video shows Selena's friend chatting away and suddenly turning towards the decorative holder as it flew open. Founder of Paranormal Wiltshire, Selena, 45, said, We heard one hell of a clicking sound, which unfortunately wasn't caught on CCTV. It was so loud. As the lantern door clicked, we all immediately turned and looked at it. We sat there with our jaws wide open, thinking, Is this really happening? It was so exciting. Selena, from Devizes, Wilts, checked the candle, and it was unlit, and examined the catch, which she said was stiff to close. The mum of three said, We've been sharing the footage with our paranormal friends in a bid to debunk it, but even our most skeptical contacts are having trouble working it out. It's flummoxed us all. There's a great word you don't hear very often, isn't it? Flummoxed should mm-hmm. be used more often, shouldn't it? There will be points to the next person, who the next story that can put in the word flummoxed. Oh, Easy mm-hmm. points, really, in many mm-hmm. respects. Even as an investigator, I'm really skeptical, but I would love there to be something paranormal about it. 
It's the kind of thing you hope and pray for on an investigation, just not when you're really relaxed in the middle of the day having a cup of tea and some biscuits. The Antrobus Hotel dates back to the 17th century, where it started life as a coaching inn within the grounds of an 11th century abbey. Legend has it, within the hotel's expansive cellar network, there are several tunnels that lead off the former abbey and to other pubs. It's believed these would have been originally used by monks during the period of Henry VIII's rule and the dissolution of the monasteries. I shall give you two points for being informative and interesting. Wiltshire is a very interesting place, very mystical, very paranormal. That's where Stonehenge is, of course, and Avebury, if you've heard of that. But Wiltshire, the home of paranormal activity, if you wish to see the poltergeist activity in the bar. The video footage is on our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee at the end of the round. That is Ghosts and Hauntings. I've scored four. Michelle's on three. Heather's scored six. And Vaughn is currently on minus two. We now sprint into the round. That is UFOs and cryptozoology. It's green men and hairy beasties. A UFO spotter claims a Google satellite caught the moment he got into a fist fight with grey aliens who were trying to abduct him <laughs> from Torquay. I'm sorry. It's all happening in Devon this week, isn't it? Oh there we my go. God. Torquay was the scene where 40 Towers was filmed. Do you remember 40 Towers I with John Cleese? I I tend to believe that more than this story. That was set in Torquay. That's right. Do you remember there was an episode where there was a deaf woman called Mrs. Richards and she wanted a view out of her window and he says, it's Torquay. <laughs> what was you expecting? The Hanging Gardens of Babylon? <laughs> Herds of wildebeest roaming the plains of the Serengeti. Oh, so mean. All happening. In Devon this oh. week, John Mooner argues that images caught on the tech giant satellites show him in the middle of a brawl with aliens who are trying to bundle him into a UFO and possibly take him jumped. away <laughs> for experiments. He got jumped by aliens. Jumped. They were waiting for him. You've got to be careful. Aliens waiting on street corners, mugging grannies, spitting. Always keep your doors locked. Shocking. Get, get a taser. Get a taser for an alien. <laughs> yes. What do you think his ancestors did? So he got the last name of Moona. John Moona. What do you think his ancestors were up to? That he got that last name back in the medieval period. When you went from John to, oh, there's a second John who's now in town. Mm -hmm. The conurbation, the village is growing. It's the 12th century. We'll give you the last name of Moona. Here's my uncle, Ooh. George Groper. <laughs> His mighty Barbara, public fornication. That's French, by the way. I just thought I'd share it. Everyone has an Auntie Barbara, don't they? I've got an Auntie Barbara. Have you got an Auntie Barbara? No. Have you got just me then? All I right, don't. no one has an Auntie Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> if you have an Auntie Barbara, please write into our Facebook site and send her a link to our show. God. <laughs> I was having trouble with the Google Earth app that was installed on my computer. So I looked for an online option and found Google Satellite Maps. He told the Talkie Herald. That's never far from my coffee table. Oh. I thought to myself, I will view the area where I was UFO spotting last year and I wanted to look for anything that was out of the ordinary. I was left speechless by what I saw. 
The satellite has captured a real alien abduction taking place. The shocking thing about this was that it's me being abducted by a grey alien. <laughs> Wait a second. So he's viewing Google Earth. Yes. While seeing he, an abduction. He went to a place on Google Earth where he was doing UFO spotting last year. Yes. Oh. And he's seen what he thinks is him having a fist fight being sucked up into the air with a series of grey aliens. I didn't know Google Earth had a play button. Yeah. I think it's a still. It's a photograph of him having a fist fight with some grey aliens, 200 foot up in the air. He says the satellite image clearly shows me trying to fight off the grey alien <clears throat> by punching it in the face. Wow. <laughs> mm. Sorry. How do you know it was his face? And in the grey corner, weighing in at ding, ding. 30 pounds. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You don't need to do no, ding I ding. I, I have a bell, madam. Right, right. <laughs> Looking at the image, it appears that the alien has blocked my punch and has grabbed my fist. What? I must have been able to subdue me. Five bucks on the alien. <laughs> yeah. The strangest thing about this captured incident is that I do not remember it taking place at all. That's oh, I don't convenience. The strangest thing. I wonder if it really happened. <laughs> do you think? I also spotted three <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> that were heading in my direction. The three UFOs were identical and appear to be flying in formation at different altitudes. You wait all year for a UFO to turn up and then three come along at once. The UFO that appears to be at the highest altitude has a green light emanating from it and appears to be leaving a faint contrail with a red glow behind it. The other two UFOs are glowing white. The first rule of Alien Fight Club Whoops, too late. <laughs> the first rule about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Alien Fight Club on our Facebook site. More questions oh, than answers boy. with Adrian Lee. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Green Men and uh, Hairy Beasties? Coming this February. Wow. The search for Bigfoot <gasps> continues. Yes, yes, yes. On Destination America. Michelle has shares in Bigfoot Finding. I do. But the new original series is called... Billowing Squatch Hair. Killing Bigfoot. No. Oh, no. It is, yes. A provocative series which follows the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization, a group of trained hunters on their quest to not only track down the infamous creature, but to kill a specimen in the name of science. I have an issue with this. That's Me why, too. That's why they're hiding all the time. That's why they never come out. Just so you know, I saw pictures of this crew. <gasps> it's freaking Duck Dynasty. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Listeners. Let's go down there and bust it up. Why don't we run around in the woods in a gorilla suit and see what happens? Let's find someone we don't like. Drug them. <laughs> Let's go to Torquay. Find a gentleman having a fist fight with an alien. Drug mm -hmm. him. Bring him back over here. Yes. Put him in a suit. I'd like to see that show. That, that would be fun. That sounds like a Friday night for me. <laughs> what, wow. slapping the ass of a Bigfoot and watching it run through the woods? Where have you been hanging out? Wow. <laughs> India? I've broken my bell. This is the fifth one. Five bells. You wore another one out. Another one. They don't make them like they used to. If only they were made in America, they'd last twice as long. Oh, we're back. Better. Back in action. 
As we quickly discover, the Gulf Coast Bigfoot Research Organization is comprised of a group of diverse Bigfoot hunters who have come together to help families terrorized by Bigfoot. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, apparently it broke into the house, ate all their porridge, <laughs> went upstairs and then slept in the bed. <laughs> Poor Bigfoot. Poor Bigfoot. It's a shocking to do. It is. You can understand where do. they're hiding. Oh. Yeah. While their main mission is to assist those in need, the team's top priority is killing a specimen so that they may finally prove to the scientific community that Bigfoot is indeed more than just folklore. Don't want to see it. Hope they don't find one. If I don't they think do they find will. a colony of Bigfoot within the year, they'll be doing... Wouldn't they be big feet then? Big feet. If they find a colony of big feet... <laughs> By the end of the year, they'll be doing menial jobs. They'll be working in McDonald's. They'll be picking things in fields. They'll shave them down. They'll shave them down. They would be I think really... they may have done that in McDonald's already. They would be really good at wine vineyards, squishing the grapes. Oh, oh yeah. Vineyards, that would be interesting, See? wouldn't it? See? Yeah. Snowshoes. Fantastic. Uh, luckily, the team's hunt gets off to a great start. When Hunter Don Don is oh, able God. to capture what the team deems to be the most clear footage of Bigfoot yet Isn't in that the they, opening hour of the season. That's what they were riding on in, you know, the Empire Strikes. That's a Tauntaun. Oh, okay. Easy mistake to make. Yeah, no, this, is a, this is Don Don. Okay. Don Don. And I think they've all got beards and camo. And, and that's just I the, like a that's beard, the women. but... Uh, yeah, no, I not... like, I'd like my women to be clean shaven. I've got to draw the line. <laughs> Well, this February's premiere, Don Don's GoPro has managed to capture unbelievable footage of a two-legged figure moving through the woods near the second investigation in Louisiana. Oh, go figure. And while not definitive, the footage is just what the team and viewers need to spark their investigation. Of course. Gonna shoot me a Bigfoot there, boy. That's shocking. Oh. It is shocking. Poor Bigfoot. I hope he munches on him. Who knew such things? <laughs> UFO hunters have spotted an alien ship in Google Earth satellite images of Antarctica. Here we go again. Yep. Becoming very useful, these images, mm. aren't they? Investigators from a YouTube channel zoomed in on a mountainous region of the South Pole and found what appears to be a disc poking out of a cave. Worst frisbee golf throw of all time. <laughs> I'm not going after that. This sighting was held as final proof of secret technology on the frozen continent. This is a bombshell discovery in one of the most obvious, unnatural and anomalous structures we have ever found at the South Pole. There have been a number of unexplained Google Earth sightings in Antarctica recently, including what looks like a large, giant pyramid. Mars mm. is doing a very similar thing in many respects. This has led to wild speculation about a lost civilization hidden under the ice, and even claims that aliens had built a massive base in Antarctica. Other people have suggested the Nazis went to the South Pole to test out saucer-shaped aircraft. Joseph Snowballs, propaganda minister. Of course, many of the pyramids and flying saucers discovered in the polar regions could be natural formations or glitches in the image that's a jump isn't it from the quote above that says this is final proof of secret technology on the frozen continent and not more than half a paragraph later it says they could be natural formations 
or glitches in the images. So that would that would be an alternative fact, right? Those are alternative <laughs> facts. <laughs> but it's by the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Way to cover your bases. <laughs> it's amazing that he did that in half a paragraph as well. Last year, the internet lit up with discussions about a huge and mysterious anomaly lurking beneath the frozen wastes of an area called Wilkesland. Some researchers believe it is the remains of a truly massive asteroid, which was more than twice the size of the space rock which wiped out the dinosaurs. The UFO hunters added, there is some evidence of this coming to light in recent years, with images purporting to show various entrances built into the side of mountains, with a saucer shape at the very highest altitude. This begs the question, how would you enter these entrances without something that could fly, and that was the same shape as the hole itself? You can't force a round peg <laughs> into a square hole, which is where we are. I like the idea of having very random sentences like that placed on gravestones. That's very Dadaist, isn't it? I'll give you an example. Here lies Adrian Lee. You can't force a round peg into a square hole. That would be interesting for future generations to look at. They'd be thinking there was some sort of symbology to do with the Knight's Temper in there, wouldn't you? Mm. Here lies... Chuck Morris, if you play with feathers, you're going to get your bottom tickled. Random graveyard statements that don't make any sense. Here lies Michelle Corey. Life is not a fairy tale. If you lose a shoe at midnight, you're drunk. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of green men and hairy beasties? Extraordinary footage was recorded by a group of stunned eyewitnesses who watched in silence as water shot out of the ocean. After spotting a mysterious object floating in the sky near to the massive water spout, the onlookers decided to start recording. Now their footage is being analyzed by UFO experts who believe aliens might be involved in the bizarre phenomenon. In the clip, filmed on a mobile phone off the coast of Algeria, the incredible water spout is visible. But conspiracy theorists have spotted something even more bewildering, an aircraft flying into the clouds just before the water starts pouring. Now secure Team 10. A group, <laughs> I know. <laughs> a group of UFO enthusiasts, shall we call them, have investigated the video and posted their findings online. One of their team, Tyler. Oh, that's my good friend. Yep. Team 10 Tyler explained some of the witnesses saw that this thing say what looked to them like a UFO had flown up into the clouds. Shortly after we see this water spout like formation, it amounts to water being sucked up out of the Mediterranean Ocean off the coast of Algeria. He notes that there are a couple of strange things that happen in this footage. Tyler argued the strange event is different to normal water spouts. He said just before the water spout dissipates, we see the UFO fly out of sight. This was said by one of the eyewitnesses to be the same UFO that flew up into the clouds just before the water begins siphoning into the clouds. I shall give you two points. You are now back to four. 
Why would a UFO need water? Of all the things a UFO may it need... It was thirsty. Dilithium yeah. crystals. Cooling it, the dilithium crystals. I wouldn't be taking water off the coast of Algeria. I'm sure you could walk across that in places. I bet it's got a crust on it. Oh. It's not going to be clean. Can you imagine you're a fish and having to explain where you've been all afternoon because <laughs> you get sucked up into the air and put into a UFO? That doesn't happen every day, does it? They're oh, never going to believe oh. you, are they? You come no. back down again. Where have you been all afternoon? You're never going to believe me. That's where we are. I thought that'd be remarkable. Fish being sucked up into UFOs. We move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that don't fit easily into any other category, but are too strange and too bizarre not to read out on air. British accents are perfect for film villains because they are seen as more educated, but less trustworthy. <laughs> Actors, uh-huh. actors from the UK who speak with received pronunciation are seen as more physically attractive and from a higher class based on how they speak, a prominent linguist has claimed. Oh, yeah, that's not true. But Chai Lu said they're also seen as less trustworthy, less sincere and less friendly than non-RP accents. So many British actors have played the bad guys that they have nearly become a genre in their own right. Mm-hmm, Arguably, the archetypal British villain is George Sanders, who did the voice for Shere Khan in The Jungle Book in 1967. Others have included Christopher Lee in Lord of the Rings, Anthony Hopkins, who played Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs, every evil character ever in Star Wars and Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Lou, a computational linguist who has worked with Microsoft and written numerous papers and articles, said that her analysis of research into accents showed that people had a very clear idea of what an RP accent meant. She wrote, Speakers of the prestige received pronunciation accent, otherwise known as the Queen's English or the BBC English, are regularly evaluated by non-RP speakers as more educated, intelligent, competent, physically attractive, and generally of a higher socioeconomic class. You're enjoying the story too much. At the same time, in terms of social attractiveness, those same posh RP speakers are constantly rated less trustworthy, (laughs) kind, sincere and friendly than speakers of non-RP accents. Sounds like a good start, if you wish to be a villain so would you rather be educated intelligent and good looking but untrustworthy unkind unsincere or unfriendly already am next i'm happy to be good looking (laughs) and intelligent and i'm going to give you yanks minus two points each i can live with that (gasps) michelle is on two and heather's on one heather what have you got for me tonight in the round of smb Japanese fortune teller brainwashed a woman into prostitution to pay off her debts. Isn't that nice? Chinese fortune cookie. No, a fortune teller. She didn't have a Chinese crack a cookie and then... You will be shortly... That's what you pay for. (laughs) Mine says I'm shortly going into prostitution. (laughs) You pay debt. (laughs) You lie down. (laughs) No, me lie too. (laughs) 
That was the woman who did the last report (laughs) on received pronunciation. (laughs) This woman has a PhD and here we are being racist. But it is good fun. It Mm. is. Yeah. A fortune teller in Japan has been ordered to pay another woman a total of 90 million yen. That's £3.50 or about $5. Actually, it equals out to £640,000. Oh, wow. Got my math wrong. After she brainwashed her into going into the sex trade to pay off her own debts. According to local media reports, Tokyo District Court ordered the money be paid after the fortune teller, who hasn't been identified, convinced the woman that she owed her money and ordered her to become a prostitute to pay it off. Lay me quick. That's not going to... That was a James Bond woman. That was in, that was in Dr. No. Pay me now. Lay me quick. When you hear no. the music of Tom Jones, you will be a prostitute. Oh. We love It wasn't... She... Not brainwashed. Not like that type of brainwashed. She was a fortune teller. She told her fortune. She'd crack a cookie. Oh, it's and not say, ending. You become prostitute now. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where that's a going. Prostitute. Okay. <laughs> the seer is said to have reportedly convinced her victim to move into an apartment that she owned, and then would take her pocket earnings. She became her pimp. Nice. I wonder if she had a stable full. A stable. Mm. A stable job. <laughs> That's terrible. Mm. <sighs> Many wannabe homeowners don't care about the horror history of their new house, only that it's cheap. But others go on the market sparking a buyer's frenzy because they sell for less than the usual asking price. One buyer who moved into a house where a grim murder took place revealed exclusively to Daily Star Online that he is more curious than scared. It is one of those things. It either matters to someone or it doesn't matter to someone. So far, I don't have any regrets, said the buyer, who does not wish to be named in case his new home becomes a sick attraction. The more time I have spent there cleaning it up and making it my own, the more curious I have become. It was such an aggressive murder, the blood is stained on the wooden beams, in the ceiling, and even on the curtains. You can see blood splatters everywhere. Great. What? You didn't take down the curtains? <laughs> you soon realize the forensics did not do a very good job of cleaning their house up. Oh, forensics don't clean no. it. I'm aware of that. You can see they have tried to clean the surfaces, but underneath it is congealed blood. The buyer did not care the savage attack that has been branded an orgy of violence and managed to bag the property at $85,000 less than the original asking price. Not everyone is fascinated about living in a so-called murder home, though. Dad Carl Davenport said he would not have moved into his Salford home if he'd have known a woman was killed there a year before. He said, when I got the keys and was about to redecorate, I noticed there was blood all over the house, as well as forensic powders. Good God. Kyle also revealed he had found blood handprints in the property when he moved in. Surely you have to declare, if you're selling a house and there's been a ghastly murder taking place, surely you have to say that, don't you? Yes. You would think so. Would you like to live in a house where an orgy of violence has taken place? Would you live there? 
you'd live in a house where there's bloody handprints and an orgy of violence has taken place. Yeah, because I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know we find things in your toilet, don't we? That's very strange (laughs) and very bizarre. Michelle, you need the points. What have you got for me tonight in the round of S&B? Locals in a small town say they have been visited by a holy power after discovering what appears to be an image of Jesus Christ in a tree trunk. What's he hanging out there for? He needed the shade, I think. Yeah, it gets very hot, doesn't mm. it, when you've got your loincloth on and your sandals. sandals. Yeah. Jerusalem cruisers. Residents in the town of General Las Harris in the eastern Argentine province of Buenos Aires believe the holy image has come to them as a blessing. The image stunned locals when it appeared in the tree earlier this week. One resident named Pablo Jose Freires took a picture of the amazing discovery. Speaking on the find, he said, This is a strong image. You can see... <laughs> oh, no. Miss Morris is gone. Oh, what was like, it? It's a holy tree. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. You're making your own jokes up over there. I don't care. You're not getting any points. She's reading the story. All I can see is your shoulders going up and down. I think it was so funny. I love it. Hmm. Uh, This is a strong image. You can see Jesus Christ in the tree. And when you are standing in front of the tree, you can also feel something inside yourself. (laughs) No. Excellent. We can't make all the Christians around the world unhappy as well. No, no. Another local, Ev Bello, photographed the rare image and said, So many people of faith have arrived in the area in order to see his face and pray in front of the tree and offer themselves to God in front of it. The images were posted online and quickly went viral. Residents claim the tree is in an area that is not used a lot, and ever since the amazing Holy Find, they have had busloads of tourists flocking to the area to pay their respects to it. See, Holy Find. Mm. My own personal. Fantastic. Chuck Morris, you can bring us to the last story of the evening in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre. I'm good so night. excited! Oh, good. I love it. She just can't hide it. She's <laughs> about to lose control. And I think I like it. Valentine's wow. Day is coming up. It's yes, looming. it is. Yes. And I might have a new place to go. So excited instead of Dairy Queen. <laughs> That's going to upset a lot of people. <laughs> That's going <laughs> to... Celebrate your love, if I can find it, with candlelit Valentine's Day dinner at Arby's. The Waffle House. Oh, Oh, yeah. They don't have the meats. If you're looking to share a romantic meal and save a few bucks on Valentine's Day. And who isn't? Waffle House might be the place for you and your loved one. Nothing says love like saving a few bucks. That's right. (laughs) Like maple syrup. <laughs> and whipped cream. <laughs> See, I'm picturing it all yeah. right now. On February 14th, Waffle House employees will dim the lights, light a few candles, and serve up heart-shaped waffles for love-struck couples. The Valentine's Day event has been a Waffle House tradition for 10 years as couples, and I did not know about this until now, until I read it. At for 10 years, as couples celebrate their love with a heaping plate of hash browns or a T-bone steak with eggs. And protein. 
I know. Everybody needs a good T-bone, right? <laughs> uh, the reservation only. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. <laughs> oh, no. Michelle's gone blue. Oh, there we go. If you're playing the Michelle Curry small drinking game, you can now take a shot. <laughs> the reservation only event is available at restaurants in 16 states. So go online and check your state. And after Valentine's Day dinner, they made mad, passionate love. That's the last time we can go back to that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> We now venture into the final round of the evening that we can't read out on air for fear of being removed. This means you have found us in our archives. So thank you for doing that. And why don't you give us a nice little heart, a tick or a smiley face if you like the show. This is the round where your mother needs to leave the room if she's of a nervous disposition. If there's small minors around. Like the little six-year-old. They must be sent off to bed. Little Kylie. Needs mm-hmm. to go off to Betty Buys. Mm-hmm. No more minus two points for poor poor. Randy Sexline uses a bombarding residence of a small Irish town with X-rated <laughs> calls after a bizarre blunder. Adult TV channel Babe Station is advertising premium phone lines that are similar to landlines in Beauty Spot Westport in County Mayo. Some Irish viewers don't realise that the chat lines are based in the UK, so they aren't adding the international dialing code (gasps) and are accidentally getting through to people's homes. Regional Development Minister Michael Ring said he called in police after being contacted by several aggravated annoyed people plagued by X-rated calls mostly at night. Michael, (laughs) Michael Ring talking about nuisance callers he told the sunday independent they are getting these calls in the middle of the night one of those people has an elderly mother and family members all over the world and they could be a call at any time and they would have to take you the elderly mother embraced the situation and made herself twenty (laughs) dollars go biddy Mr. Ring has now written to broadcasting regulators requesting that they ask the operators of the phone services to change their numbers. He said that people in Westport shouldn't have to change their phone number because of the mix-up. The police have also been notified and Minister Ring said they did everything they could, but they have limited powers. A ring with limited powers. It's not Power Rangers, is it, by any chance? Precious. There we go. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I'm going to Florida. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Florida's notorious sausage castle. Oh, my God. Sausage. Sausage. (laughs) Hold up. Sausage castle. I want to eat at Sausage Castle. Castle. Yes. Can you get a slider? Uh, well, Florida's notorious sausage castle sex den burns down. <laughs> burns down? Too much friction. As cops probe links sausage to foul links. play. Probing sausage links. Yes. I see what yes. we're about. The brutal fire left Florida's <laughs> sausage castle overcooked or burnt. If you rub two sausages together, you can make a fire. A bushfire. <laughs> oh. oh, points. Yay. 
firefighters responded to the former party spot located just outside St. Cloud to find it fully swallowed by flames. <laughs> can, I, can I see your... I need to see your party spot. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a soft spot for me, I'll find it. Oh, it's on fire. Ding dong. Investigators deemed the fire suspicious as the electric was not connected when the early morning blaze occurred. No one was injured in the fire, but the two-story building, appraised at $116,000, was a total loss. Despite being vacant for several months, beer cans and bullet shell casings, uh uh-huh, Florida, were still mixed among the den of debauchery rubble (laughs) Wednesday morning. Sausage castle. I love that word, debauchery. I like sausage castle. Oh, really? Imagine it's your child's birthday and you get a mix-up and you've ordered Sausage Castle. Instead, instead of, of Bounty Castle. <laughs> That's right. Oh, There'd be a shock no. when that turns up. Like, Can you set it up in the yard? I've got 30 kids waiting. <laughs> Owner Mike Boosie, the Sausage Castle was known by locals as a place where people could join wild sex parties or shoot guns in the front yard. That's an excellent combo. What could the possibly hot... <laughs> go wrong? <laughs> right. The hot spot went on to nab national attention after it was highlighted by MTV and Vice magazine. The Party Palace... Vice mm-hmm, magazine. Mm-hmm. Huh. Bo- Bussy. I say Bussy, but it's probably actually pronounced Boosie. Let's call the whole thing off. Who claims to be the nephew of Gary Boosie, your favorite. I love that man. Um, oh. Said in an interview with the newspaper just over a year ago that he intended to keep the fun times coming at Sausage Castle. Sausage Castle. No. Here they come. Here they come. Lower the drawbridge. You're entering Sausage Castle. Despite threats from Osceola County. Now, the Party Palace also boasted the Mike Boosie's traveling stage show. No. Yeah, you want to know what was in it? Traveling Sausage Circus. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Which featured rotating casts of strippers. A rotating cast of strippers. A 500-pound man. (gasps) They've just dragged these people off the beach Um, in Florida. But he was wearing a diaper. Does that help? Not really. No. And also dwarves. (gasps) Dwarves. I love dwarves. Dwarves, strippers, and a 500-pound man wearing a diaper. That's right. Michelle's date night. There we go. That's your party. The fun. My kind of party. Of the fair. Perfect. I shall give you points, Miss Morris. Thank you. For decades, the porn industry has been blamed for distorting the views of fellas from a young age when it comes to sex. Now an adult entertainment firm on one gorgeous porn star is on a mission to teach lads how to improve their lovemaking skills using virtual reality. It aims it is to encourage healthy relationships, treat sexual disorders and enhance pleasure through immersive VR to broaden expectations of what porn is capable of. Currently, it is mostly used by adult males looking to improve their prowess. I don't think it's mostly adult males. You think it's young males as well, boys? You don't? What do you think it is then? Who's their market? Their market would be adult males, but young males would be... You can't tell me you didn't look at a magazine when you were 15. Yes, but my dad doesn't know about that yet. (laughs) (laughs) 
I have to say, I'm not that impressed by the woman who's uh, doing this, actually. When it says gorgeous. I did, stretching see, it. I yeah. did see a picture, and can I call bunk on it? <laughs> yep. No, it was definitely a woman. I could tell it was a woman. <laughs> or, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm calling bunk on the gorgeous part. But Chevy Kloss, Chevy Chase, got he- it. Head of production <laughs> reckons the platform will change the way people experience porn and sex education forever. Oh. Speaking exclusively to Daily Star Online, he said it could be one day rolled out in schools. I hope not. I bet there'd be less yeah. truancy. Hey, pay attention, Morris. <laughs> Stop talking at the back. <laughs> He added, given the stigmas towards porn, it's doubtful that any school would currently allow this type of content for sex education. Mum, there was a prostitute in school today and she showed me everything, no matter how effective it may be. In its 360-degree videos, award-winning porn star August Ames shows users ways to perform better during sex. How do you win awards? August and everything. (laughs) <laughs> for clips bit of counting crows there do you remember that Mr Jones yes. the clips are shot from a POV perspective allowing the user to assume the body of someone else Kloss said virtual sexology is extremely immersive and realistic he said the experience is very intimate the ability to look into the porn star's eyes really adds to the realism and eroticism oh gross remember don't shoot <laughs> yeah until you see the whites of their eyes. Oh, gross. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Well, if you made a New Year's resolution to get back in shape. Yep, we did got that. Got something for you. Nice. A personal trainer has come up with a cheeky new way to get people's hearts pumping this year. Cheeky. She's launched the UK's first ever nude workout classes. Naked. No. Oh, yeah. Workout. The mm-hmm. local gym. Mm-hmm. Snap Fitness. No. This month, 10 brave participants cast off their clothes to take part in the first neuter size class in Southampton. It says 10 participants, but they bet they're all middle aged, overweight men. Just saying, we need to look at the video. Former. No. No, we no. don't. <laughs> Some things you can't unsee. The cameraman was at the back of the room. <laughs> he died. I really, I don't want to see the jumping jacks. The squats. <laughs> oh, Let's stretch out those hamstrings. Oh, no. I think I pulled a hammy. No. Wrong. No. Former recruitment consultant Helen Smith, 35, put the class through their paces with circuits-style workout, which included jumping jacks, sit-ups, push-ups, and partner work. Partner work. For only eight pounds, gym-goers can attend the hour-long class, which is described as a gentle boot camp-style exercise with partner games and teamwork. Partner games. Yeah, this is sounding less and less like an exercise class. Mm. Right. Can we go to the Waffle House after? Yes. If you've earned it. Do you think you've earned it? (laughs) It's clear that the unconventional trend is suitable for all fitness levels, as the first session included people aged, ready, 33 to 70. 70. Mm. You're sat there watching naked jumping jacks from a 70 year old man yep 
class leader Helen, who is also a member of a naturist organization, British Naturism, believes that removing clothes helps participants to really follow along with all the moves. Helen back. <laughs> she said the main benefit of exercising naked is that you really can see what the instructor is doing in the exercises. And where you need to work on areas. For example, if you're doing a plank but wearing baggy exercise clothes, it's hard to tell if you have the correct form or not. I had a plank before I came on the air. Oh, my God. Uh. You also don't have to think about washing sweaty gym clothes after the class, and it's a great way to celebrate the body. The fitness instructor decided that she would set up a naked fitness class after someone on a forum asked her if it was a, a service she offered. She explained, I decided to look into it, and I couldn't find anything else like it. I don't want to know where she was looking. Go on. Oh, Get uh, down and give me ten, <laughs> you miserable little worms. I think I'm the first offering classes like this. Let's hope so. Eyes up here. <laughs> Eyes down for a full house. Oh, my God. The focus is to allow people to take part in a normal activity but be naked so people don't feel that they are doing anything unusual. We need to put together a CD no, we don't need of to do music that you could work out to if you was naked. Let's do it. Let's get physical. Brown-eyed girl. <laughs> this is... <laughs> The same She's songs. Brown-eyed girl. These are the same songs you have for everything. Under pressure. Oh. We can work it out. <laughs> I'm just saying it was an interesting... No? Okay. No. No. We'll think of some good ones. Yeah. By next week, CD. Neuter size. Neuter size CD that you can put on exercise too. All right. Perfect. There we You're go. You're terrible, Mr. Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is Vaughn in Alabama who scored minus two. But in resplendent first place winning the $33,000 IR camera is myself uh -huh. who scored a nice rounded eight <sighs> points. Michelle scored two. Heather scored one. <laughs> Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Or you can join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips and remember if you like our show you can go back to our archives over the last three and a half years on soundcloud.com search for mqta radio and everything will be there for you we have an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show waiting for you my gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Tom drainer and michelle corrie and all of the international paranormal society at inparanormal.net and all of the show's sponsors, including Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. And remember, I'm on Fox 9 on Monday morning at 9.45am. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting.